Hello everyone, I'm here with Laura to discuss our amazing summer concert series with the incredible Thomas Rhett, Garth Brooks, and Michael Buble. And I promise we love women artists too, but this summer just happened to be an all-male showdown, and it was awesome. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 280 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm not here with some guy in Austin. What? I'm here. <laughs> Did you know you were here, Laura? <laughs> I am here with you. And I have some news after big time consideration that kind of took me across many emotions. I have decided with the support of some guy in Austin to not recap Bachelor in Paradise this season. I'm not going to recap it written and we're not going to recap it on a podcast. And let me tell you why. Tell us. It's because it is... Two hours on Monday and two hours on Tuesday. And I know some of you are thinking, Lindsay, it's been that way every year. Yes, but it has been that way every year in the summer. Yeah. Which I know shouldn't make a difference, but it does make a difference. Because one, he and I both have full-time jobs. Two, I teach in the fall. Three, Grey's Anatomy is on in the fall. And four... I am just not enjoying it uh-huh. from an entertainment perspective as I used to. Because you go into Bachelor in Paradise thinking, this is going to be trashy and whatever. At least somebody's going to find love. Because this is where they really do find love. Right. Is in Paradise. This is where the, most of the people stay together, right? Is that really true? Yes. That's crazy. Yes. And it's... I'm typically invested in the people, and unfortunately, this year, we just have a lot of people, kind of like the new Bachelor, Zach, who I don't know, mm-hmm. and I also am kind of rolling my eyes about the fact that these people, oh, I'm really looking forward to meeting Brandon on the island. You've met him. You've met him 17 right. times Right, we're not before. falling for this yes. act. I agree. And so it's kind of like... um Love Island or one of those other shows that I don't really watch because I have Bachelor in Paradise. Now, am I still going to watch it? Yes. But I'm going to kind of watch it on my own terms. And quite honestly, does rewatching Vampire Diaries sound better than <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise? Yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. The Salvatore brothers. They are. And Elena. It's the best love triangle ever. I don't great. care about VIP love triangles anymore. But I will watch it. I'm going to watch it, and I'm probably going to Insta-story about it. But it was very hard because this is the first time I have not covered anything since 2003. That is a long Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Almost 20 years. So it's kind of like a sabbatical. It is. I'm going to call it a sabbatical. I am. Thank you. I know I asked you. I said, how do you feel? And I asked Amy Cooper, and I asked some guy. I said, "How how do we all feel about this decision? And I can tell you. I can speak for myself and say that I feel good about it. Yes. I think it is the right decision. Yes. Right now. Yes. Especially in light of the way it 
it acts now. I think it's kind of the show has switched a little, trended mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. in a different direction to where now it is more about like hooking, hooking up, up and, and and I get mm-hmm. it that that's always been a part it of it. And, I mean, I understand that. And I'm but not just, above such things, but no, but I it just, just feels like, like the focus is yes. a little different. And I think it's also different that it went straight through. I mean, you, we haven't had a break in no. like months. I know. I know. And fall is just hard. And traditionally, we just didn't have anything in the fall. Mm-hmm. And this year, it landed in the fall. And so I just thought, <gasps> and I got really anxious about it and thought, I'm not I don't, I'm not even enjoying watching the four hours that I'm having to sit through to then be able to yeah. write about it for an hour and then record about it for an hour. And then you'd have to, so, ooh, yeah. and then But what about, what about if we did this? Mm-hmm. Could you do a recap after the whole season's over. I think I can. I think that would be good to like say. Like a little in, roundup. In yep. case people didn't watch it. Just as an FYI. These are the top five things you should know these from this season. These are the things season. you should know from this season. I think everybody will be happy with yes, that. Yes. I would. I am not giving up on the franchise. No, no, no. I am not walking away from recapping. Because I've been doing it a third of my life. Whoa. This is what we're more than a third of my life now it feels like. But this is what's going to happen. So instead of The Bachelor, we're going to talk about a concert series. That's right. And it was since COVID, you know, you haven't really done concerts, live music in a while. But this year, we really, in, in, in the matter of what, four weeks, five weeks? Oh, yeah. We knocked out three pretty major players, I'm going to say. I would totally agree with you. So we're going to talk about today uh, Thomas Rhett. That's who right. We saw TR. in Red Rocks in Colorado. We're going to talk about Garth Brooks, who we saw here in Houston, and we're going to talk about Michael Bublé, who we... I feel like that's just, you know, yin and yang. That's right. (laughs) All great singers, but, you know, we got some country, and then we've got some all-American standards. I think that's good. So it was very good. Thank you. TR, let's talk about him first. And TR and Garth were in the same, like, week. They were in the same same, week. Like seven days. We did. And that was with Rennell. We saw him in the same. And it was just TR was a long time ago tickets that it kind of snuck up on us. And then Garth Brooks, I was somehow put in charge under my. I was what, three days out from surgery? Three days out from surgery. (laughs) And we decided three days out from surgery, hopped up on painkillers. Laying this on the couch. Is a job for Lindsay. Let's put Lindsay in charge of it. <laughs> so it was. We pulled all of our other friends, and no one else had availability to find tickets except for Lindsay. And then we convinced Todd to do it too. But other than that, it was up to her. That's right. That's right. I have PTSD from it, but it's fine. She set like four alarms <laughs> to make sure it would wake her up from her hydrocodone. It was good. It was good. Let's talk TR first. So the thing that made TR great. He's always great. We and you might know. I mean, we've seen him a number of. We've times. We've seen him a number of times. Everybody remembers our wonderful adventure to Nashville, where yeah. you were able to get us into the special viewing or the special listening right. party of his new album. That was what in April. That was so fun. And so here we are again. We're we, practically best friends with. Of him. course you are. We, I mean, no, I think we are. I, I think we are very close friends with him. I'm surprised. Like at the concert, he didn't like wave out and be like, "Hey, Laura, what's up? I see you there, long lost friend." In fact, I think he probably did. But um, keep going, Kate. In fact, he probably could have. You want to admit and confess your what happened? When we were sitting there. I didn't want to admit or confess this, but I will. So You should. 
Um, I'm part of the TR fan club. Mm-hmm. And I got an email months ago that said, hey, if you've got tickets to go to any concert, this tour, let us know. And you could apply for a chance to do a meet and greet with him. Mm-hmm. So I knew I already had these tickets. So I like applied for that months ago and never heard anything. Yeah. And I was slightly annoyed because it got to be like the week of, and I thought I should have at least gotten a like email back that said, thank you so much for your interest. There was a lot of people. (laughs) You didn't make the cut or something Mm -hmm. like that, but I didn't, I didn't get that. So I was a little annoyed with it, but whatever. We're sitting there at the concert. Parker McCullum opened for him. Yes. After Parker McCullum is done playing, I am like scrolling through Instagram or text ags on my phone. And as I'm looking at random stuff, I check my email and I realize I have missed an email from the TR fan club. Mm-hmm. That's right. All those negative thoughts that I had about his fan club group, they were, I was eating my words because I had been chosen for yeah, a meet and greet. And I was, I had missed it by 20 minutes. Yeah, you did. 20 mm. minutes. And mm. I could have met him again. Shot through the heart. I mean, it was, it was rough. Mm. I cried a little tear. <laughs> Got over it. And ate my hot dog and <laughs> beer. And <laughs> I survived. <laughs> and then apologized to me and Riddell. I did. Sorry, guys. I, I'm sorry. That would have been great. But sorry about nope. that. <laughs> and it wasn't like I just missed it by like, he had sent it earlier that day. No, he had sent it like two days earlier. Yeah. And I always check my email. I, I don't know how it happened. I know. It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't. You and a friend were invited to meet TR. Who would you have picked? I mean, th- that's it. It would have been a Hobson's <laughs> choice. Like, how do you make that choice? It's too It's too challenging. That's why the, the universe knew that. And that's why I missed the email. So I didn't have to make that choice. Let's um, back up, too, and talk about the best part of Thomas Rhett's venue, which was, you know, Red Rocks. If you've ever been to Red Rocks, you know what we're talking about. If you've never gone to see someone in Red Rocks, I would suggest not just anyone. Pick someone who you're generally interested in right? and save the money and make the trip to go and see that person in Red Rocks because... They get a kick out of that venue, and I feel like everybody we've seen, which for me now is a total of two, me too, have ramped it up. Yeah, and they are the performers mesmerized by yeah. where they are. So their energy is great, and they're they want they're mesmerized is the best word, and they say it. Mm-hmm. This is incredible. Here's the thing about Red Rocks: it's on a mountain, uh huh, and it's in nature. And I was eight weeks out of surgery for a whole new knee replacement. And so the idea of walking, everywhere's up in Colorado. I don't know if you knew that. Right. But I would like for you to tell everybody where we parked at Red Rocks because you drove with purpose. I did. Driving with purpose. That's the that's the, the theory. The, the theme of the whole podcast is drive with purpose. So we get into the parking lot originally where we like are designed We're told to park, told to park. To park. Yes. it's exactly right and so we follow the line and we get in there and i rolled on my window and i'm like hey where is the amphitheater yes. and the guy's like oh it's like a mile and a half up that mountain right that's where it is and i say well this isn't gonna work like L- Lindsay's knee just can't it's good right. it's a good knee but it can't make that drip right so i pulled out the idea is to drop me off and the thought is the entire thought is we just need to get her closer yes. so that, that way she can walk up the Still a lot of stairs, but walk up the smaller number of stairs and not have to climb the mountain. 
So we drive with purpose and we get up there past like three different checkpoints. Yes. And each one, I just have to say, I'm just dropping her off. She had a knee replacement. Show them your scar. Looks good. Okay. <laughs> we keep going. So it's true. The entire time we drive, we drive, we drive. We get up there to where we're right next to the entrance. Mm-hmm. And I can see the handicap lot. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot right next to us that has a little handicap sign. There's a guy that's standing there. And I walk up to this girl and I drive up there and I say, knee replacement, look at the scar. She's really injured. Please, can you help us? And they say, yeah, turn around right here. Well, as I turn around, I realize there's a tiny window mm-hmm. where the guy who was blocking, blocking the, entrance. the entrance to the handicap lot had walked away. So I just zipped right in. Yeah. And then we found a spot and we parked. And yeah, I wasn't, I, I was going to tell to somebody. Exactly. Yes. So as soon as the guy started walking towards me, I get out of the car mm-hmm. and I say, I'm so sorry. We are dropping somebody off. She had a knee replacement. And I am prepared to say, I will drop her off and move my car yes. and go back and park five and a half miles down the mountain. <laughs> but as I said that, he was like, oh, that's fine. You can yeah, park there. You can park there. That's great. And I was like, well, cool. this is <laughs> the Lord's anointing on our parking spot right there. It was. We got that. Not the meet and greet with TR. But we got <laughs> the parking space. Would have traded the parking space for the meet and greet yes, with TR. And would, I think yeah. I would have. You would I have. would have traded it. But it was still a lot of climbing for it was. this knee. And elevation and knee surgeries don't go well together either. Well, so that was the funny part is you got back and you were talking to your physical therapist. Yeah. And they said something like, who told you you could go? <laughs> And you were like, I, I don't know, I, I didn't know I needed to ask anyone. <laughs> Whoops. So we see TR. He's great. Yes. Um, favorite songs from that night that you can remember? What are some of the ones that you were really happy to hear? Biggest thing was he played a, like one, not one of his hits called Ya Heard, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite songs off of the album Countryside Again. Mm-hmm. So not the most recent album, but the, the four, previous four album. Yes. And I love it. And he said he played it because someone at the meet and greet <laughs> asked him to play that song. And I was like, well, it's meant to be. That could so, have been me, but it wasn't. It could have been me, but it wasn't. But it was this other lady and she had great taste in music. So that yes. was perfect. So Ya Heard was probably one of my favorites because he never plays that. Yes. And it's a really sweet story about um, that he wrote about prayers and dreams that he had growing up and um, how the Lord answered him. And it's really, mm-hmm. it's a great song. So that mm-hmm. one was probably one of my favorites. But yes. all, all the other ones I love, like Die a Happy Man, yes. Marry Me. Um, yes. Country he, Again is Country good. Again. Mm-hmm. Oh, he also played that Heads Carolina song. Yes. Which was pretty cute. The Cole Swindell one mm-hmm. that he wrote or co-wrote or something. They also played Neon Moon. Ooh. And there was a full moon. Yeah. Come on. I got a great video of that. That was, yeah, it was good. You panned up. Uh Uh-huh. You told me to, (laughs) but I did it. (laughs) (laughs) To the moon when they say, watch your broken dreams, dancing out the beams of a neon moon. It was very good. It was really fun. It was a fun crowd. It was a fun night. And he basically said at the very beginning, I'm only going to let myself say I love this three times yes. through the night because I could say it after every song because he was yes. so excited to be playing at Red Rocks and it was his first time to ever headline there. His first time to headline there, he skipped his daughter's birthday yes. and his sister having a baby because of Red Rocks. Yeah. That sounds extreme, but he just needed to be at Red Rocks and yes. that was fine. And we needed him to be there too. And everybody was okay with it. So it that was, was so good. great. It was really good. So if you ever have a chance to go to Red Rocks 
We suggest you do it. We saw Need to Breathe there as mm-hmm. well. It's that was just last year. what makes it great. It's an outdoor. It's like you're sort of in a miniature Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. That's what I would think it's like. And there are you can sit. There are reserved seats that you can sit towards the front, but right. then at a certain point from there all the way back, or just come and get them when you can. And we sat for Need to Breathe. We sat in the way back, mm-hmm. and it was all right. I thought. TR we did better because mm-hmm. we sat in the middle but and we didn't get there super early no but we still had middle seats and we were kind of like in the middle midway back too yes. as well yes. so it was you can still see great I agree I would suggest that you sit in the middle I would too versus and, towards the edges and a lot of people like the edges because they're going and getting up and getting drinks and getting right. food and they just want to be on the end but I like the middle mm-hmm. it was great and it is looks like it's cut out of the rock it does it really is pretty it's cool. incredible and work the hike if you can't get into a lower lot it's oh, yeah. still fine because like I said we've been there before and it was great I don't remember it being a terrible walk no to get up there and they have shuttles that take you back and forth a lot Karen of people a do um tailgate uh-huh. ish too I which mean, is cool yeah just tailgating before your your concert so that was good then we had a few days later here in houston garth brooks who was doing his stadium tour how many times have you seen garth brooks before i have seen him five four times four times five times two times the rodeo mm-hmm. and then the last time he came to Houston, yeah. I think this was my fourth, Your time, fourth time. I think mine too. And I would to I would say the Garth Brooks that you hear now is the Garth Brooks that you hear in your car stereo in 1994. I totally agree it is with the that. Same Garth Brooks. Yes. Where you're gonna find your differences is that he's way more emotional now <laughs> because he's so overwhelmed. That people still care about this music yeah. so many years later. I would suggest you watch the Garth Brooks docuseries. It's a two-part docuseries on Netflix, I believe. Mm-hmm. I would suggest you watch that. It's fascinating. His, um, his rise to fame was fascinating. Right. His relationship with his now ex-wife fascinating and how that he chose to walk away from country music in 2000 to raise his daughters in a divorced home fascinating and then when trisha yearwood comes onto the scene and how they all work together as a family fascinating great and then it was her when the last girl graduated from high school who said i think you need to go back and his whole thing was I mean, my, my crowd is from 1990. Why would they They're care right now? They're all in their 40s and 50s. Let me tell you, they care. <laughs> That's right. They care. And and so do their kids in yes. some instances. That is so true. Because that concert had a widespread yes, of ages. Yes, like you did. had people that our were parents, our age. And then you had our, our parents. Age, and then you had young lower people. generation. It was incredible. It was incredible. Here's another thing that I think you need to know about a Garth Brooks concert is that he starts off and he will say, we know you're here to listen yes. to our hits. And that's what we're going to play. Now, maybe his first song out of the gate before he says that is his latest song that you may not mm-hmm. know word for word for word. But let me tell you what, everything else is going to be a song he played. Right. And then there's going to be some riffing in the middle where he's just kind of 
playing other people's hits like it is piano man it was so good so good he was so good he was so energetic he was so loving. He is so emotional. He's like, very in emotional. Every song. And I will say, we had kind of a discussion with that or some with some of the people that we went to the concert with who were like, is it real? Well, after watching the Netflix docuseries, yes. you realize <laughs> it is real. Because he's so emotional. He is super emotional. Every time he's like in an interview on the Netflix docuseries, yes. he's cr- tearing up. He's tearing every time. up. Because he so, can't believe that people are still invested in I totally this. agree with you. It is, I mean, like, it is legitimate real emotion when he is saying thank you from the stage. Yes. Because he really does. There was a moment when we, uh, uh, several of us went to Garth Brooks, and there was a moment before we all met here so we could take fewer cars downstairs where we had the big whiteboard, and we said, what's he going to sing? Mm-hmm. Well, you can, it, you know, if he's singing two and a half hours, and let's just say that's 25 songs, that's just right. generously, that's 25 songs, what's he going to sing? And so all the hits start coming out. Um, the dance. Rodeo, Friends in Low Places, all of your Colin favorites. Colin Baton Rouge. Colin Baton Rouge, of course. And then you start, you, you, I mean, that gets you down to what, 15 or so? Right. Where you, where we're all just, oh yeah, that one, that one, that one. And now we've hit an obscure Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. What's he going to play? That was probably one of my favorites. Well, which song were you the most excited about? Red Strokes. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Which, I mean, frankly, I did not remember Red Strokes, but I have been corrected. And that morning, I I pulled out the old YouTube and showed Laura the Red Strokes video of Garth Brooks. He was an all-in-white playing a white piano, and paint started coming from his feet and from his fingers and everything. It was incredible. Uh-huh. It really was, wasn't it? And what were you excited to hear? That summer? That summer. <laughs> That's Laura's favorite Garth Brooks song. Her, her, her secondary favorite Garth Brooks song. Once you get past all the normals, then she loves that summer. Of course, I loved like Colin Baton Rouge, which yes. I thought he did a great job with that one. But what's the other one that I'm thinking of that you really were excited about? Um, Lonesome Dove? Lonesome Dove. Oh my gosh, y'all. You've never heard, I've never, I've never heard him play, that's not even a video. I know. And he played it. And he played it, and I nearly lost my mind. Everybody else sat down for that one, but I stood up. I think the only one that he didn't play was, I don't think he played Standing Outside the Fire. He didn't. And I really wanted him to play that one. Which is surprising that he didn't play that. I agree. I thought for sure that one was going to be. The only thing I can think of why he didn't play that is... It can be considered a political song. When it came out, it was considered oh. a political song because it was all around Rodney King in that era. And so maybe he's thinking, I don't want to sound political. It is also a, um, I think, a hard song to sing because he packs a lot in it. Mm. And maybe he just doesn't have the lungs for it anymore. It's such a good song. That yeah. was the only one that I was sad. Yeah, that, that was so play. interesting. Because that, that would have been, to me, oh, no-brainer. He's playing yeah. that one. The other moment that is great for Garth Brooks is because now they're married now, you just get bonus Trisha Yearwood. Mm -hmm. And that's incredible because he is obviously and has been, watch the documentary, y'all, it's really... It makes me sad for his wife, but I think his wife Sandy's doing okay. She probably got a bajillion dollars in that. And she feels And she says in the documentary, because he doesn't ask her permission, but he runs it by her. Yeah. And Sandy says, 
I think that's fine if you marry Trisha Yearwood because they've right. been they've been in love with each other forever. They really. I'm happen. not going to say anything happened right. while he was married, but it's clear they both admit that they were in love. That they were that they there that was they were something a, was special. Yes, because if you didn't know, Trisha Yearwood is his backup singer. Yeah, for all of his tracks in everything you know and love. If there's a woman accompanying him, it's Trisha Yearwood. I don't know if people know that. And so I didn't know that. Yes. And so I'm learning so much. (laughs) So here comes Trisha Yearwood. Yep. Because what happens that he starts singing Shallow, the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper song. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, that's a duet with powerful woman vocalist. Well, here comes Miss Yearwood from the ground. Mm -hmm. And she just starts singing. Crowd goes nuts. He's practically crying because he's so in love with the woman. It really is sweet. It's very sweet. And then he lets her sing a few of her yes. songs that she's that in know, love with yeah. a boy. Everybody knows. And um, and then she ends the show with him. And so it is It is it just, great. it's good. It's one of those where even if you don't know every single song, you know 90% of them. Right. And you're going to have a fun time singing. And I think if we contrast that with George Strait, who we also really love. Yes. The George Strait concert was completely different. Yes. Because George Strait played lots of obscure songs. Yes. Not his number one hits. Right. Garth Brooks played hit after hit after hit after hit. I mean, we literally made a list of like 25 yes, songs. And I want to say he played like 23 of the yes, 25. He yes, he did. And he is an entertainer. Yeah. And George Strait is a country music artist. Right. All all hail King George. Hail. That's right. But <laughs> he stands behind the microphone and plays his guitar and sings his music. And that is great. And I think he's probably like, I've earned it. Right? Oh, yeah. I've played for decades. Oh, yeah. I'm going to play whatever songs I want to play. Oh, yeah. I don't want to play he, the songs you want to hear. Yes, exactly. I don't care. Like, I don't need this money. P.S., George Strait is in the Garth Brooks documentary saying how great yeah. Garth Brooks is. And uh, something to where he was like, <laughs> I wish I'd, I'd written that song. You yeah. Know, Thunder Rolls or something that was real. Ooh, rodeo. Anyway, so it was a good concert. If you love country music, you love Garth Brooks, I would suggest you get it. Even I would I would even say the cheapest ticket in the far rafter you're it gonna have a good still time. still be worth it i totally because agree. he's because of what you're hearing he brings it so good um and then our last one we've seen is michael buble now how many times have you seen buble um i'd probably say i've seen him this was probably my fifth time to see him nice i saw him at the beginning our friend carrie greer ingle she's the one who introduced me to michael buble and i got him right around when his second or third album came out nice and Right after that is when his famous Christmas album hit the shelves, oh. and then everyone. So you were knew a fan before was. it was cool. Yes, I was in the Michael Bublé fan club before. Are you still in it? It was cool. I'm probably so. I probably should check my bank account and see if I have like thirty five dollars taken out every month to be in his fan club. But, um, it he's I love a singer standard guy, but the song that I loved well when i first discovered him was the movie the wedding date with mm, deborah messing that's a great movie and it's he's the soundtrack besides a one maroon five song he's the soundtrack 
So that song, he his version of Sway is in there. And um, Save the Last Dance for Me is in there. And that kind of piques my interest. And then Carrie said, oh, yeah, Michael Bublé, of course. And well, of course. then you hear the, the song Home, which everybody loves. Such a good one. And what I appreciate about Michael Bublé are two things, too. One, he, you know, is tired of singing Home. Right. You know he yeah. is. And... He will say, I understand that this is what made me a household name. And Mm -hmm. I'm never going to dog this song. And I'm never going to not get tired of singing this song. Right. The other thing I like about Michael Buble is he tells the audience, I know you had a choice of where to spend your money. Yeah. And you chose to spend it to hear me sing. And I'm going to do the best I can to bring you you such a great... but. I appreciate that too. And the third thing is, he is funny. I was gonna say the same thing. I he's totally so agree. funny. Sometimes he's a little crass, and he'll catch himself, and not in a bad way, but you know, he'll just he'll say, "Oh yeah, it's children in the audience," or something like that. Or he's gotten a lot better since he's had kids because he used to cuss like a sailor <laughs> at the beginning. Um, but he is really funny and can improv with right. audience members and in the moment. He I I was shocked. So this is probably only my second time to see him yes. in concert and I have been shocked both times because he will like tell almost little stories or little uh-huh. vignettes in between the songs. Mm-hmm. He also pokes fun at himself, yeah. which I think is great. <laughs> like he had a water bottle and he couldn't get the top off the water bottle. And so he like made a joke about it after the song like you probably were wondering why I was holding this random bottle. And I think that's great. Like it's really endearing. Like yes. it made me think He's like a normal guy. He is. I like that he dresses in a suit. Oh, yeah. I like that he has a big band, a whole entire band. I mean, he had probably 20 people, 30 people. I would think 30 people. And I I know that the string section is always from... It's always from the city where he's touring. I think that is so cool. Which is so neat. So all of his brass guys... Are with him and his singers are with him and his piano are with him. But the string section, which he probably had nine. Yeah, I was gonna say 12. 12 maybe, a lot. Cellos and violins and flutes, I think, maybe yeah. even over there. It's just a bunch of women in black dresses on the left hand side of the stage. And I think that's so cool. pretty. It was pretty cool. But I love, um, I love his music. I love singer yeah. standard type. And I know we were joking about TR seeing me and waving, but Michael Bublé really did wave at you. <laughs> he did. And we have video proof of that. Yes, we did. I just happened to be videoing that song, and Lindsay just happened to be frantically waving her arms in the air. And he really does, like, turned. look up, turn, make eye contact, wave. And waves. 100%. At me. At you. <laughs> He's so great. That make your year? It did. (laughs) It's so great. He's so great. That's always been a fun concert for me. Who who have you seen in concert that you would suggest people go to and see if they can? Well, the number one person always on my list is Taylor Swift. Yes. I mean, you know, we're huge huge Swifty fans. And so we're big Taylor Swift fans. We had tickets when she was coming to the U.S. and she was going to come one to the West Coast, one to the East Coast. And that was it. And that was it. And we had tickets to both. We did. We, why not? Why not? And we were just going to pick later, go to them both. We don't know. We, we hadn't made a decision yet. 
course, COVID ruined it, yes. and we didn't get to go to either one of those. Mm. She hasn't toured since then. But she puts on a great show. She does. She's She also loves to perform. Yes. She is a true performer. She is dancing. She does costume changes. She is really, really great. Yes. Um, I heard someone say that they went and saw Lady Gaga recently when she was in Houston. Yes. And they said that Gaga does that too. Awesome. Um, but the only downside was is that Gaga like has a long costume change. Oh. Like it takes almost like two songs for her to change costumes and then come back out again. Okay. Taylor, it feels like she just jumps right, right through them. Right. So it's super fun. She also like flies above the crowd. Right. Or at least she did in like 1989. Yeah. There's thoughts behind, yeah, and reputation too. She did, and in reputation. There's there's thought behind her. Oh yeah. And here's the thing about Taylor Swift too. She has come out with by the time she tours again, it'll be five albums. That is crazy. Five albums. Four wow. albums. Am I off? One? So it'd be folklore, lover, lover, evermore, evermore. maroon. Mar- no, not, not maroon. Maroon is one of the songs <laughs> on the midnight. So it'd be album. four. Four. It'll be four albums of music that hasn't been toured on. She has to tour That's going to be, I think that's going to be jarring too, because a lot of favorites are going to be pulled out for mm-hmm. these, you know, usually you get like, oh no, oh, that one song. Now yeah. it's going to be, oh no, those five songs I love. She's not playing. I totally agree. But that's okay. I, she's just a it. great performer. She really is. And surely she's about to, surely she's about to announce a tour again. Surely. I, I would think she has to. Unless she's about to have her secret baby with her secret husband. <laughs> we don't know. I'm convinced that she's married. I know you Probably. are. Probably. Conspiracy theory. Yes. We also thought that she was going to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. Rihanna stole that thunder. I know. Interesting. And I love Rihanna, but yeah. bummer. Mm. Wish it was Taylor. The one I would say, and I know you would agree with me, is Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Um, he puts on a good show. He's got good music. He's really good about doing his hits. One of my favorite memories, we were just talking about this before, is we went to go see Justin Timberlake because he wasn't performing in Houston. That's right. Actually, later he did. He just hadn't announced that part of his tour yet. So we went then as well. But he, we thought we got to go somewhere and we chose New York to see him in Yankee Stadium because how cool is that? Yes. Absolutely. And you're sitting there in Yankee Stadium. He's performing. You're in New York with New Yorkers. And there might be a hint of pot. Just a smidge. Being smoked just around you, but it's okay. And you're thinking this it is was so a summer, great. so it was like 130 <laughs> degrees, but it was great. We were. And pot. then the song um, "Empire State of Mind" starts playing, and you know that's a Jay Z song. And you're thinking, "Oh, cool! Well, here comes Jay Z, and that's so cool." And he's singing with um, Justin, and then all of a sudden you hear. Ooh, New York. And I thought, man, that girl sounds like Alicia Keys. Whoever they picked was, she's really good. (laughs) Y'all, it was Alicia Keys. Actual Alicia Keys. And the camera pans to her and the audience goes jokers. Berserk. Lose their ever living minds because this is now, you know, Frank Sinatra's New York, New York. Sure, that's a staple. This is this generation's staple. Yes. Empire State of Mind. In New York, concrete jungle, where dreams are made of. Fellow New Yorkers around us 
losing their mind because and Justin just backs out. He doesn't even yeah. sing anymore. He's just playing. And she takes over. Man, incredible. Incredible. It was so much fun. It was fun. so good. So much fun. And every time we've seen him since, he's been great too. Mm-hmm. Really good at singing his hits. Oh yeah. All the hits. Because he's got a ton of them now. Um, and he's also funny. Yes. He also... And has dancers, yes. which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. So good. I would recommend that. Who has been um, on your bucket list of who you would like to see? I would love to see Adele. Mm-hmm. So she's pretty high on my list. Um, we tried to get tickets. Natalie, a good friend of ours, and I tried. And we were like 10 seconds away because it was one of those where you had the tickets in your cart and the, the countdown is going. Oh, my like, gosh. Two minutes, and then one minute, and then 30 seconds, and then 10, 9, 8. And I'm like, hit the buy button, hit the buy button, hit the buy button. And Natalie's mouth stopped working. Oh, my God. And she was like, I don't know what to tell you. I can't click on it. I can't click on it. We lost the tickets. We still laugh about that a lot. Um, <laughs> do we laugh or do we cry? <laughs> we, it's a little of both. But I really would love to see Adele. I think that would be really fun. Yes. So I would love to see her. I would actually like to see Lady Gaga. I've yeah, never seen her. Okay. And I she was just here in Houston. Mm-hmm. Actually the same night that we went to Michael Bublé, she was performing. That's right, cuz we were thinking we are so glad we are in the old folks. Yes. Concert <laughs> Cuz our guy went right on at 8 o'clock. And we were thinking, <laughs> "Oh no, when we leave are we going to have Lady Gaga traffic?" Heck no. no. I think she, she was started just <laughs> starting when we were leaving ours. I mean, we were home before midnight. It was lovely. It was Maybe nice. even by 11:30. So but it true. was good. Another one of my um, favorite was the Judds when we saw them. That was a great Naomi, one. Naomi, RIP. I'm glad that we have seen her. Um, I would have loved to have seen Michael Jackson. Would have loved to have seen Prince. Didn't That's make that happen. But, but you saw Elton John and loved Elton John. I did that was see a good Elton one. John and Elton John was great. He puts on a great show. He just stays at his piano, right? He just he does. Just stays, stays with at what his he knows, piano, and, and then good. he stands up and like puts his hands up and bows for the crowd, <laughs> and then he goes back to his piano and he stays at his piano again. But he is still a great performer, yeah, and he, he sounds he sounds good, really good. Dude is holding up. I know man. he's really good. Dude is holding up. He does a great show. So That's that was great. really fun. Um, we've seen Need to Breathe a number of times. Mm-hmm. They're great. Dolly Parton was really good. Very talented woman. I would suggest you see her if you can. And then Reba's on your bucket list too, right? They you just are. seen her at rodeo, which doesn't really count because it's so short. Exactly, it's too short. I would love to see her in like one of these times when she tours around Texas. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. There's this one time that Laura and I saw New Kids on the Block. That's right. TLC without... Don't go chasing waterfalls. Without... Um, that was their song, right? Yes. <laughs> but without Lisa Left Eye, because she RIP had passed. And Nelly and Laura, everybody else is wearing a New Kids button and Laura wears a Band-Aid on her face. That's right. And then several people were like, oh, I thought you had work done. And I was like, oh. They were like, like, did you like have a small stitch in your face right there? And I was like, no. You have some melanoma (laughs) removed, Laura. Nope. I just haven't. I do love it, though, because that picture inevitably comes up on my phone like nonstop. (laughs) The rest of us of our John, Jordan, Danny, Donnie. I was 
a Nelly fan, okay? I went through a Nelly phase. <laughs> got her melanoma mandate. <laughs> Even if it ain't all it seems, I got a pocket full of dreams, baby. Hey, thank y'all for listening and make sure to check out the show notes for several links to tour websites for Thomas Rhett, Garth Brooks, Michael Buble, also set lists on Spotify. Concerts are back, y'all. I'm so excited to go live in person music. It's my favorite. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever. I'm gonna make it